0: My pleasure to spend some time with you this parents weekend. Um, this is for all of you who had questions about what's going on today. Um, this is the majors and careers or helping your son or daughter choose a major. Um, the international programs presentation is in the cinema which is next door and I don't know what else is going on. <laughs> um, how many of you are parents of arts students? <coughs> how about sciences? business students, engineers, nurses, now the nurses never show up for this. Um, How many of you is this your first son or daughter in college or your only? Wow, okay. How many of you is it the last one? Okay, they're the experts. (laughs) Um, They've been through this before but those of you who have more than one child know that this process is very different. Each child is different. Even if they're majoring in the same thing, um, the way they go about making decisions, the experiences they have, all contribute to something very different. So hopefully in the time that we have together, I can give you a sense of process, a sense of clarity about this, and um, help to relieve some of the anxiety that very often surrounds these issues. In choosing a major, um, I really, really hate all of this hot career kind of literature that's out there. I find a lot of people look at major selection as a way to um, guarantee job security or job access and the reality of that is is that hot careers change. Um, people are working in jobs now that didn't even exist five years ago and with the economic cycles things could be hot when they enter as freshmen and get very cold by time they graduate so if that's the only reason that a student is looking at choosing a academic curriculum it's often not a sound reason they may need certain um, undergraduate programs for graduate programs but the good news is you can get into almost any graduate program with almost any undergraduate major so we have history majors going to medical school. We, have, we don't have any music majors here, but a music major could go to medical school. Any major can go to law school. You don't need to major in political science or some of the more obvious ones. Um, a Spanish major can get into a journalism program if they decide that's where they would like to concentrate after graduation. So they don't need to make that decision at 18 years old about where they want to be necessarily when they're 25. It's also important for them to be in a major where they're going to be successful. Um, It's much easier to sell, if you will, and I hate to make it sound like I'm in the brokering business, but sometimes I feel like I am. Um, It's much easier to sell a 3.75 history major to an investment bank than it is to sell a 2.2 finance major. So somebody who is thinking of Wall Street doesn't have to be in the business school. They don't have to be a finance major in the business school. Um, Most of the big, the heavy hitters, (coughs) employing organizations are looking for the best and the brightest. In terms of majors and minors, I see some very ambitious students coming into my office, freshman year even. They say I'm gonna double major and triple minor and they're all excited and most of the time to their credit it's because they love school. They really like so many things, and they feel that if they make a decision about a major sometimes, that they're actually eliminating choices. and that's what they don't like. So they say if they have this <coughs> excuse me, um, transcript full of majors and minors, they can hit all the things they like to do. And often I'll sit down and talk with them and really figure out how much do they really like it. You know, they might like history, but they don't want a major in it. Maybe they'll get a minor or maybe they'll just take a few classes. Um, I don't like to see them overpackage themselves early on, if you will. Um, often that eliminates the opportunity to study abroad because they don't have the classes left anymore. They don't have the free electives to be able to shape into a study abroad experience. Uh, maybe they want to do an internship and you can do internships for credit. So they could use their elective credits to work off campus. Um, in the Arts and Sciences College, you can get up to 15 credits of internship experience in your junior and senior years. So if you overpackage yourself and have to fill out all these requirements for majors and minors, sometimes that isn't an option for students anymore. And many times I'll talk to them as juniors and they say, you know, I don't really like it that much, but I'm so far into it, I'm just going to keep going and it gives them sort of a sense of comfort I don't have to make any more decisions about the rest of my academic career because I know every semester I'm just going to be filling in checking off boxes on my transcript if you will so if they really love something the bottom line is go for it but if you're not sure if you think an employer is going to like you more or a graduate school is going to be impressed by this it's probably not the reality go with what you like and don't worry about the rest it will I know it's easy for me to say because I have graduated a long time ago but it will all shape itself as you move through so here's some statistics I know parents love data so I wanted to get this up there for you this was the class of 07 Um, we asked all of the students when they come to pick up their caps and gowns to fill out a brief survey for us where are you working if you're not working um, tell us that, are you going to grad school, whatever. So the class of 07, this past May, 46% of them, were, percent of them were employed. You say, well, eh, I don't know if I'd want to hang my hat on that if I was Villanova but I want to show you what happens later. Look at the second one. 18% were still looking. So this is a group that had started looking, they were making applications, but they hadn't yet made their decisions. Look at the bottom statistic, 12% did not apply. So 12% hadn't even started looking yet. How many of you in this room are going, that wouldn't be my kid, right? (laughs) (laughs) So what would worry me about that, as the director of career services, is if they hadn't any clue about what they should be doing. Well, I don't know what I want to do. I like my marketing major, but eh, I haven't really looked into doing anything. But if they're looking at an industry that doesn't hire way, way out. In other words, some industries come in November, they make offers to the students, they have their job offers by Christmas, and they can coast through all of this job search activity second semester of senior year. But there are some employers that say, I hire the day before I need somebody, or the day after I need somebody sometimes. So if these students are looking to enter those industries, then it's highly likely And perfectly normal that they would have not applied because it would have been useless for them to do so and these industries are the media um, a lot of advertising agencies a lot of marketing agencies human service organizations Um, they just don't do this far out kind of hiring so if a student is interested in those I would make sure that they have their resume done, that they have their list of people to pursue, they know how to pursue these people, they know where to find information. As long as they're set with all of that, if they fit in that 12 percent, that wouldn't concern me. So part of our educational experience for students is to let them know what the reality is of the industries that they're looking at. Does that make sense? Yes. Nope, nope. It's just these aren't the statistics that people typically share with you. They share the six month out statistics. Yep, yep, okay. So now I'm going to show you, this was the class of 06 at graduation. So you can compare 06 to 07. Pretty much the same in the 40s, the 19% still looking, the 11% didn't apply. But look at the class of 06 after six months. So this is when the students who needed to get things done over the summer got them done. So only 2% were still looking and we have a 90% return rate on our post-graduation survey. So this is a lot of data and it's very good data. We're not extrapolating from a 25% sample. And less than 1% hadn't applied so everybody, almost everybody was Getting moving on this. Okay, yes? What schools are most successful in achieving one away? I have no idea. I mean, we're, well, we how all. universities mean, Schools within no know. Oh, oh. Well, again, it depends on the industries that they're looking at. The business school probably has the highest number of students employed at graduation because those students are going into the big four accounting programs who all had their job offers by Thanksgiving. I'm sorry? The engineering school? Because civil engineering is so hot right now a lot of those students just wait till graduation because they know they could get a job tomorrow. Uh, The same with the nurses. Um, A general rule of thumb is the larger the organization the earlier out they will hire. So if the engineers are looking at a Lockheed Martin or a Boeing then they're going to have their jobs at graduation because those recruiters would have been here in the fall to talk to them. If they're going to a regional design firm, um, they're probably going to get the jobs a little bit later in the process. Okay. Okay. Um, just in terms of starting salaries, Overall, for the three colleges, it was $49,354 as a starting salary. Um, in the arts, so if we broke this down, 25% Well, this is the uh, at graduation, this is actually the last slide. You go back here. OK, the arts, 25% were employed, but 21% were in graduate school. And their starting salary was $39,600. The sciences, 23% were employed, 46% of them were in graduate school, and the starting salary was $53,500. In School of Business, 64% were employed, 6% were going to grad school, starting salary of $51,300. Engineering, 59% employed, 13% grad school, starting salary $52,300. Actually, our nurses have the highest starting salary. They're up in the um, 58, 59 category. So are you all going to go tell them <laughs> to be nurses? <laughs> OK? So it's different by school. It's different by career interests. And I should tell you, those of you who are parents of art students, the art students are not going to grad school because they can't find employment. They're going to grad school because that's what their career interests are. Those are the law school students. Those are the PhD programs. Those are the masters in a different area that they've come to enjoy, like an English major might go into a journalism graduate program. And so they're they're logical choices for them. It's not an escape from the job market. In fact, I just did a graduate school workshop for our seniors yesterday. And I asked them, I said, now what's a good reason to go to graduate school? And of course, you got some smart aleck in the crowd says, because I don't want to look for a job. So, you know, they, they like to joke about that, but they know. They know that it's too big a, an investment of time and money to be in there fooling around. You can't avoid reality in there as much as you might think you want to. <laughs> Here are the biggest hirers outside of the big four accounting firms. I'm sorry, did you have a question? that's that's a great question I don't have stats for you because they don't give me those at the university but I have to tell you the transfer goes both ways I actually get a lot of business students and engineering students going into the arts too because they may have made that decision thinking that's the only place I'm going to get a job Uh, question is how many students go from arts and sciences into business or engineering in other words do they go into a professional program and like I said, they go both ways. It's fairly easy, but they do need to apply and they do need to have a good academic record. So, if a student is in arts and says, I, I want to go into business because I think this makes a lot of sense for me, I'm quantitatively oriented, um, you know, the-, the writing and everything is not my forte, they have to apply to the business school by the end of their first semester freshman year and they have to have the good grades to be able to get in. It's competitive. Coming the other way, they need to apply again. Um, so it's, it's sometimes a little bit more difficult to get into a college once you're here than it was if you applied just coming in. And that's your last chance at the end your freshman year? You? If you want to get out in four years students change sophomore year some even change junior year and then the the credits don't transfer universally and so they're going to look at their transcripts and say we'll take this credit but you missed this one so you need to you know go during the summer or stay an extra semester or something So, I have some fifth year students who have um, changed colleges it's very easy to change majors within a college so if you're marketing and you decide you want to be finance That's fairly easy, because then all we do is shift your marketing classes into your business electives, and we take your finance classes and count them towards your major. Same thing in arts and sciences. It's very easy to wiggle that all around. The core is different in the different colleges. So the business freshmen are taking a couple of classes that the arts and science freshmen are not taking, like they're taking econ and uh, one of the intro to accounting classes as part of the business core. Yes? When does a child have to declare a major? question is when do they have to declare their majors? In business and in arts and sciences, they declare at the end of sophomore year. So they actually have three semesters to check things out. Um, they do a very good job of presenting them with opportunities. You know, they have a major's fair down in CNF or um, VSB, I'm sorry, they used to call that Commerce and Finance. Um, Down in the School of Business, um, the Advising Office in Arts and Sciences does a nice job with presenting students with, you know, this is what you'd study if you were a history major, this is what you'd study if you were a uh, political science. And so I think the students make very informed choices. In the College of Engineering, they have to declare at the end of freshman year. All the engineers take the same freshman core and then they move into civil or electrical or computer. Um, Some of them which are highly related, like electrical and computer, you could probably flip back and forth even sophomore year. But if you declare a chemical, it'd be pretty hard to move into civil um, at the end of sophomore year. Yes? they can get a business minor but they can't get a minor in a specific business subject so it's going to be a general business minor and they can do that the question is can they be in the liberal arts i.e. communications and get a business minor the business minor is offered either throughout the four years taking classes like you would any other uh, major or minor or you can go in the summer to the summer business institute and get the whole thing done out of the way in one summer and that's available to students from all the colleges. And they do it every summer. Okay, But the bottom line is they should be where they are going to be successful. Where are they going to get the good grades? Where are they going to be with people they enjoy being with? The methods of education are different in each of the colleges. Um, in the business school, it's a lot of hands-on, group study, case study, kind project-oriented education. The arts and sciences is more typically academic. You know, you read, you discuss, you go to seminars, you write. And some students flourish in one or the other of those. Um, The students that I see leaving the business school very often are those who that is not their style of learning. Those group things drive them crazy. And they say, you know, that's just not how I want to pursue my education. And they'll move into a different major in the arts and sciences and feel much more grounded academically. The business students might say, too much writing. I don't enjoy doing that. I want to be in these hands-on kinds of situations. And they're much happier over there. So it's really a quantitative um, side of your brain. Do you like using that? Do you not like using that? And what is your actual um, style in terms of learning? Yes? There are internship programs in a few places throughout the university. Uh, My office has a lot of information online. We're sort of a clearinghouse for internship information. Um, We also have a lot of employers coming uh, through the campus interview program. The career fair next week has over 200 companies, and about 100 of them offer internships. Where it goes down to the college level is if the students would like to get academic credit for it. We're not a credit granting office. So if they want to get credit for it in Arts and Sciences, then they work through the internship director in Arts and Sciences. Um, The Clay Center in the School of Business has an internship coordinator for the same process. There are also some co-op programs in the School of Business where students leave and spend six months off campus um, working at McNeil or Johnson & Johnson or DuPont either in finance, accounting, or marketing co-op experiences. And then they pick up the coursework they missed during the summer. So they can get in and out in four years. Okay, All right, can I just go on to the next slide? Because I might answer some of your questions. Um, This is a list of companies who hired um, students in the class of 06. And I picked this group of companies specifically because they hired students from more than one college. You look at JP Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs and you think Wall Street finance, but the cool part of this is that JP Morgan Chase out of those 16 actually only hired seven finance majors. They hired four English majors, two communication majors, a computer engineer, and two marketing majors okay and they're all doing the same jobs they're all in the analyst positions they're in different areas of the bank so some of them might be in compliance some of them might be in technology some of them might be in uh, sales and trading or they might be in investments but they're all over the organization but they're in these entry-level professional positions making the same salary Goldman Sachs hired English mechanical engineering finance and accounting Lincoln Financial hired Communication, English, Political Science, Marketing, and Finance. Citigroup hired Communication, Political Science, Finance, and Economics. Estee Lauder hired Chemical Engineering, Communication, and Political Science. So our poli-sci students are well represented in this group here. Yes? What does that say to you that breakdown now into hiring different uh, majors, English, it says they want smart students, and it doesn't matter what they major in. Yes. Um, geographically, how are you, where are you seeing the hiring? <coughs> uh, I guess maybe they graduate. Are you seeing interest from employers on the West Coast coming here, or is it more? Yeah. The question is about our <coughs> employer relationships and the geography. Um, logically or obviously, our employer relationships are centered in this northeast corridor Uh, I would say from Boston down to Washington we're fairly well represented when we start moving to Chicago down to Florida over to the west coast the process is a little different if they are national firms they will come and recruit nationally but if it's a West Coast firm with headquarters in the West Coast and not a lot of facilities over on the East Coast, we need to approach it a little bit differently. Often what we do in that case is reach out to alums who might be working there and see if we can get the students some access that way. So they may not see a lot of activity in the typical on-campus interview program but we work with them in a different way to make sure that they feel they're getting what they want. So nobody's forced to go to Goldman Sachs, because that's the only place that'll hire the students. Yes? Can you spice up the data where you can say, an English major is this percent well at grad school and this percent had a job? I do it's all it's all on our website if you go to careers.villanova.edu and you can do a data search by major and it's got all the jobs specifically so you can see every single company the english majors go to you can see every single grad program they go to and there's three years worth of data on there okay pardon me The website. careers.villanova.edu and on the left hand navigation bar is a choice for placement statistics and you'll find all of that in there okay marketable skills so this is what the employers are looking for this is what we hear that all the employers want and again doesn't matter what the majors are um, they're looking for certain skills computer skills a little more um, probably integrated in the curriculum than they were but the expectation is still there that the students got to know their way around Microsoft Office they got to know databases they got to know PowerPoint they um, have to know spreadsheets so they have to know all of this all the students here now have laptops and so it is being integrated into the curriculum obviously in different ways by different classes some of the math majors might be learning some statistical packages that the business students aren't and there are things in the business school engineering that the other students aren't but they're learning what they need to learn quantitative skills you know if you're looking to go into business it doesn't matter what your major is Do you have the kind of brain that can think quantitatively can you analyze information can you give it to me in a concise way communication skills you know in this day of texting and email people don't speak anymore and so they're looking for people to be able to converse to be able to present. There's still an awful lot of interpersonal communication in the work world. So the students who are um, confident in talking about themselves Um, really will be heads and shoulders above the other candidates and this is why we have so many of these events on campus this is why we have the career fair this is why we have how to interview on Wall Street which we just had this past Thursday night and this room was packed with students so we have lots of employers lots of alums Coming to them in large-scale programs, small class presentations, but anything that we can get the students used to having conversations. It's not all electronic yet. Uh, marketing skills, uh, even if you are in a fairly, you know, sort of desk-oriented or cubicle-oriented kind of job, there's a bit of marketing that needs to take place. There's customer service, most likely, um, client skills, and even in terms of managing your own career you need to be able to market yourself so learning how you know this act of self-promotion and customer service is important foreign language you know in this global economy this has become a skill that employers appreciate um, very few of the large employers do business strictly in English and strictly in the United States anymore uh, I know when I went to college if you studied French people would say "Well, is not that nice but now, they actually say, good for you. So being able to appreciate the culture and have very basic level. You don't need to you know, be able to publish books in a foreign language. But can you converse? Can you um, read a basic business document? And then there are the enhancers. And these I really promote for students who are looking at some of the more competitive areas. Public relations, for example, it's, it's kind of sexy now. Everybody wants to be in public relations, and if you ask them what it is, they don't always know, but they hear that their friends are doing it and it sounds kind of cool. But it's a highly competitive industry. It's tough to break in. Radio and television, some of those positions are very tough to break in. And so these enhancers, if you will, play into the process even a little bit more. Grades play into everything but they're even more important in these career areas. Extracurricular activities. Maybe not so much directly related to the major but are you out and about with people? Are you getting into committee positions, leadership positions? Contacts you know who do you know who do we know how can we get students out there to start networking and to be able to have this little group of people that they can get in touch with when it's time to make a move and job seeking skills, how do you do this? Especially now that it's moved to um, an online process with so many organizations. You know, we have this career fair with all these companies and we get the students all polished up in their nice clothes and their little portfolios with their resumes. And they go over there and the company says, thanks, we'd really love to um, have you work with us, go and apply online. (laughs) And it leaves the students kind of cold. They're like, well, why did I walk over here? I could have done that from my residence hall. But what I tell them, what the benefit of that is, is that, yes, go online, do exactly what the employer tells you, but email the employer afterwards and say, thanks for talking with me at the Villanova Career Fair, I applied online, and I said, chances are that employer will go into the database and pull their resume out. And so you can work the system a little bit if you know how to do it and that's what we try and work with the students to do. How do you get a job in this business? It's going to be a little different for public accounting than it is for public relations. So make sure they understand the little tricks that work. In terms of when do you do things, um, I know a lot of people are concerned, like, they have to have an internship right after their freshman year. Um, that's not always the case sometimes an internship right after freshman year isn't possible because they don't have enough coursework under their belt yet you know the employers don't see them as having the core skills yet so I would say freshman year just get used to this place know where to go to get things done get good grades even if the plan isn't clear Um, options will continue to be available to you as long as you have good grades so maybe a student says you know I don't know if I want to be in the business school If I want to be in arts and sciences I don't know if I want to major in finance or if I want to major in marketing as long as they keep their grades up when they make the decision they're going to be able to do it communication is a competitive major within arts and sciences. That major has gotten so large that now students have to have a certain GPA to be accepted into the major. The education major is the same way. So it's not automatic access. You can't do whatever you want here. So you need to be able to prove yourself, to be able to say, and it takes a certain level of maturity to say, you know, I don't know why I'm taking this class. It doesn't mean I'll never do this when I graduate. But keep those grades up, and you'll be able to do what you want to do. Start to join campus organizations. Um, There are so many things to do here, and so many um, valuable skills that come out of these experiences. And it's not that they should be joining them for resume material. They really should be joining them because they want to. Um, Employers usually look at these extracurriculars as choices that a student makes about their use of time. So they're not saying you made a better choice by getting into Blue Key than you did who decided to join the ski club. You know, what was right for you? Why did you decide? They just want to know why you decided it and that it was a good choice for you. Not why did you decide it and why not something else. So the nice thing is that students are able to talk about these things with enthusiasm. Um, I once had a student who worked or was in the ski club And he came to me, you know, as a student going out on an internship interview and he said, should I put ski club on here? He says, it's public accounting and I don't know if I should. And so we talked about it a little bit and we decided that he should put it on there because he was enthusiastic about it. He wasn't necessarily good at it, he just learned to ski in the ski club. So he says, okay. He says, yeah, I could talk about that a little bit. We, you know, talked it through. So he goes out on this interview And here he is with a former member of the Olympic ski team. So he gets in this guy's office, and there's the cross ski poles and the medals, and you know, (laughs) in his nice suit. And he's like, oh my gosh. And of course, the interviewer starts right out, hey, nice to meet a fellow skier. Come on in. And so the student's like, oh my gosh. And, And this was a turning point in the interview, because the student handled it beautifully. He said, you know? I grew up in a part of the country that was very flat. We don't ski where I come from. He said, so I came to college and decided this is what I wanted to try. He said, I rented skis. And he said, I really love it. So in this job this summer, I'm going to save up my money and buy my own equipment for next year. He said, what should I buy? Oh, I'll buy this, buy that. Go here, tell them I sent you all this. And so it was a great interview. So you know this guy wasn't saying why didn't you join the Accounting Society he said this is cool to see this side of your personality and your enthusiasm this is what makes you light up when we have a conversation so in choosing those campus organizations that's what we're going for what makes them light up what makes them smile and how can they tell the employer that this was the best way for me to spend my time at Villanova? You might not figure that out freshman year either. You know, it's kind of like choosing your major. So you go to a few things, you know, I, I don't know if I like this, these students aren't my type or whatever. So you go to a couple other things next year. You don't have to list them all on your resume when it comes time to graduate. You pick the ones that you like the best, the ones that you invested the most time in. Sophomore and junior years, Now you start to feel a little bit grounded. So this is when you're going to choose your major. Uh, If you're still having questions about what's right for me, we offer interest tests and career services. Students can come in and take them. They're all free of charge. Um, They need to make an appointment, but they can come in and take them. And a counselor will go over the profile and it can directly point to a major but it can also point to a general area of interest you know are you a creative individual are you an enterprising individual are you a helper and then here are some suggested majors here are some suggested careers so many students find that very very helpful many times you have a lot of ideas I've never met a student who didn't have an idea about what they wanted to do more than not it's getting these ideas grounded it's putting a little focus to all of the ideas and many times a student after they take this interest inventory will say you know that's what I thought I'm glad to see that this kind of confirmed it so rather than presenting all of these new possibilities it often just kinda says I'm, I'm doing what I should be doing seniors will come in and take this interest inventory as well because maybe we had a student who The major decision-making process was relatively easy I knew I liked English there was no question about it that's what I was going to major in but now I'm getting ready to graduate and I'm not sure what that means so they'll come in and say okay am I this creative person am I a helper and how can I put that English degree to the proper use for me Uh, start to gather career information start to learn what people actually do in jobs Um, you know they know some job titles but they don't really know what that means and you know none of us knew at nineteen what that meant either so if you are an analyst what does that mean if you are a promotions director what does that mean if you're a consultant what does that mean so they start to learn through career programming through advisors what's actually involved in different um, careers start to intensify your involvement in extracurricular activities and perhaps become on a committee or a chair of something or start to be the president you know get yourself invested in something develop those marketable skills you know check your communication your computer skills Um, build those enhancers if you see yourself gravitating toward an industry that would require them and develop relationships with faculty Um, this is a little different than high school in that faculty and staff are very accessible here but it's up to the student to ask for the help or to kind of initiate the relationship Um, I have students coming in my office all the time. I went out to dinner with a couple orientation counselors last week. Um, Faculty members have students come to their home, but they're not just going to pick students' names out of a hat and say, you're coming to my house next week. So it's as students get to know faculty, either by going in to ask for extra help or ask for advice about things, um, they'll find the faculty, and it's not just their advisor. It's any faculty whose subject matter interests them start to get pre-professional experiences through internships and summer jobs Um, probably that summer after sophomore year is when you would most likely start the pre-professional experience some students will study abroad that summer and then save the pre-professional experience for the following summer others flip it they try and do something after sophomore year so they can study abroad next year so if study abroad is an interest they might figure out is this a semester uh program? Is it a summer program? How do I want to do this? There are also some study abroad programs that have internship components to them. So sometimes they can sort of kill two birds with one stone. Okay, so how can you help? Um, I know I can help, but I know a lot of parents want to be very helpful too. And I think the first thing and foremost is your support. You know, even if they're not entering a career or choosing a major that you would have chosen for them. Hold them accountable, you know, make sure why are you choosing this and what's the attraction and what are your ideas around choosing this but you know let them know that you are supportive of them and the choices that they make. However, encourage them to keep that grade up. Okay, so in other words you want to encourage them but you're not going to let them off the hook and go do whatever you want information what do people do in different jobs this is what they don't know and this is where you can be very helpful and so if you know anybody who does the kind of work they're thinking about you know who do we know that does this kind of work we can help them on this end we can point them to alumni we can get them to career programs but if there's anybody you can introduce them to or let them talk to about their work that would be very very helpful Personal insights. You know them the best. You know, you're the one who can say, you know, you are always the one who, and I have more students come to me and say, you know, my dad really said I should be a lawyer because I was always arguing with him. Or my mom says (laughs) I should be a journalist because I was always a good writer. So you know them and you know you'd be surprised sometimes you think oh it just falls on deaf ears or they don't pay any attention to me they do pay attention to you because I get a lot of my mom said this and my dad said this in my conversations with students so even if they're not confirming with you that they're listening they are reinforce the real world to them hold them accountable for being on time hold them accountable for being dressed properly um, you know the whole cell phone thing now they have these cell phones so they think they can just call and say, I'm going to be late. Well, I'm, I called, but you're late. You know, you, there are some situations now you just can't be late anymore. And so start to let them realize, you know, it's beyond a professional courtesy now to use the phone. Yes, we do appreciate it, but the bottom line is they've missed an opportunity by being late. So, um, and they are being judged by what they look like now you know they can't come to the career fair in their flip-flops and shorts if they do come we send them back to their room to change so we just ask and we don't tell them to put on suits and tuxedos but we want them to look like they cared that they were coming to the career fair so just put on khakis and a golf shirt and you can come on right back in so um, I would appreciate very much your help with all of that also to encourage them to monitor their online presence You know, they think sites like Facebook and MySpace are just for them to use. We find employers going in there and checking out students, Uh, faculty members go in and check out students. And so if there's something on there that they wouldn't want, we use the grandmother rule. If you wouldn't want your grandmother to see this, you better get it off of there and so just students in you know photographs that might not be very flattering or the crazy comments they leave on the wall you gotta get that out of there if you're at all starting the professional or the career development process Um, uh, sons and daughters of my friends they live in Ohio but I was in Facebook the other day looking around and I went in to search for them and there they were and they had great profiles I mean everything was fine and so I went in and asked to be the friend. And one of them emailed me back, and she calls me Auntie Nancy. So she emails me back, and she goes, Auntie Nancy, what are you doing in Facebook? And I said, Yeah, you know, it's not just me. It's somebody who's going to hire you next year. And so they were like, thanks a lot for telling me. So that was a, a little bit of a reality shock to them. So um, just be careful. Use it. It's a wonderful, wonderful resource. And you can have a lot of fun with it, but just know that they're not the only ones in there. Okay, a couple more slides. This is not on your handouts here. I just put three extra slides up here um, to let you know what kinds of things go on. Um, the calendar of events is on our website as well. Like this big career fair next week, and there are smaller things that happen during the year. There are spring career fairs. Um, there's an arts and business fair. There's a science and technology fair. There's a nursing career fair, nonprofit fair, teacher job fair, MBA fair. Tons of stuff going on, um, as well as these things that we do in coordination with the different colleges, like the Working on Wall Street. And I'm very sorry. I thought I was projecting while I was standing up here, but I realized a real difference now Um, job listings are posted online for the students to see this is much like all of their other university information they have a profile that they can log into you won't be able to see the job listings and the campus interview list and all that if they want to give you access that's fine Um, if they do give you access please don't sign them up for things Uh, I have a student, you know, I didn't know I had this interview today. I was like, my mom signed me up. So <laughs> let, let them do it on their own. If you want to go in and look, that's absolutely fine. Um... We have about 300 companies coming to campus in the course of the year covering all of the career areas. The timing of them is going to be different. This is Big Four accounting time right now. Um, The investment banks will start soon and the big engineering firms will start soon. In the spring we'll see a lot more marketing, um, a lot more of the smaller regional firms who are looking for our engineers and a lot of business majors so there, there's opportunities for everybody but like I say it takes a little bit of education to know when the timing is of things um, also like I said on our website is that placement information by major so if you want to go in and look I know a lot of students come in and talk to me right before parents weekend and they say my dad's coming this week I have to tell him why I want to be a psychology major so we go in and we get all the data you know it's like dad will let me do whatever I want but I got to know what I'm talking about so you know we we do that for the students too it's not just for you to go in and look and then lots of links to career related sites Okay, um, these are my two brag slides here uh, what common denominator is shared by these organizations and pr- probably the obvious choice is that Villanova alumni are working there but the reality is that current or former leaders of these organizations were all Villanova alums so the president of Stanford University is a Villanova alum um, the former CEO of Bristol Myers Squibb was a Villanova alum um, president of Ford America was a Villanova alum and so, um, we've got some Villanova in, alumni in high places and they do a wonderful job in, um, shepherding Villanovans into their environment too. They're very, very helpful. Okay? All right. Looks like they're getting ready for another presentation so I'll take a couple questions. Yes, in the back there. Can you what, what the career fair is like is it only for students that already have their focus? And know what? Not at all. The question was about career fair. What's it like and is it only for students who know what they want? Um, there are going to be 200 companies there so it's a lot like the college fairs that you went to each company's gonna have a table nobody's doing interviews it's just come up and get information about the organization um, we actually have some employers that we've identified as freshman friendly and so we'll put a tag on the table because a freshman conversation with an employer is very different and some employers don't know how to handle that to be frank but this way they can say you know oh, hi I'm a freshman I need to have my portfolio stamped but could you also tell me what a marketing major might do in your company we give the students a list of questions here's the things you might talk about with, a, with an employer so you know we try and educate on both ends so a freshman might have a different experience but they feel welcome and you know then they're certainly welcome to go beyond those freshman friendly if, if they feel the confidence after talking to those Oh, sure. Yes? I noticed that Stockholm what major would that person have? Yeah, you know, he's the ambassador to Sweden, and I don't know what his major was. Yeah, it, it could have been political science, but it could have been marketing. You know, he probably went and got a job with the State Department afterwards, and that's where he is yeah because the State Department even these sort of elite government organizations also don't look for specific majors they might look for some coursework they might look for a study abroad experience um, but they want the smart ones you gotta be good you have to take an intensive exam and all that yeah. yes. We only track the students who do internships for credit and that's in the individual colleges so you'd actually have to ask there. Uh, if you're a parent of an arts and science student I would go to the arts and science internship office and ask them. Yes? Do you have a formal co-op program like Drexel University has? We have some co-op experiences in the business school. That's the only place they exist right now. Yeah, and it's not like Drexel, in that they go in and out and in and out and in and out, they do it once. And also, our accounting majors have the option to spend spring semester of junior year off campus at a big four, or actually a number of accounting firms, and then they come back to campus and take their coursework in the summer. But they're fully paid; uh, they make a lot of money um, that spring semester of junior year and 50 of them go out so when they come back they spend the summer together as a group of 50 so it's not like they're just by themselves kind of taking classes yes is there a difference between having an honors major or a specific subject major in arts and sciences? no I don't think there is are you feeling that the honors major is a little vague yeah like the the interdisciplinary nature of it it would still give them access to graduate programs and again these employers who are looking for the best and brightest would fully appreciate that the honors students do real well and usually within honors they start to gravitate to a particular category if you will you know like they might be more humanities oriented or they might be more social sciences and so the, the major kind of works itself in there under the label of honors. And the honors program does a great job with their students. They plan all kinds of enrichment activities and stuff. They they really do a nice job. Yes. Mhm. you were talking about taking business courses in the summer to get money? That's exactly right. Yeah. So they the Mhm hmm do it between sophomore and junior well I can't do it after freshman year I don't believe um, but I know they do it between sophomore and junior and junior and senior some even do it the summer after they graduate anything else all right have a wonderful day everybody thank you very much